and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest today is the one and only Richard Klein. Now Richard's best remembered for portraying everyone's favorite used car salesman and upstairs neighbor Larry Dallas on Three's Company, one of my all-time favorite shows. Richard talks about the show, how he got the part, just working with John Ritter, and right now Richard is currently touring with Waitress the Musical throughout the summer. He talks about that. He talks about just traveling with Broadway shows. We touch upon baseball to start the show. Richard's a big Mets fan. Sorry to hear that. There's a lot of issues going on with the Mets. We recorded this a couple weeks ago, so but it's still timely with the Mets. We talk about growing up in Queens. We both did. He lives in Jersey now, and I live in Connecticut. We talk about that. Richard's all-around great guy, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with him. April is always great, the first, like, 15 to 20 games. And then always. Uh, downhill. Always. And, Last you know, year, they were 13 and 2. Yeah, and then they were, what, 2 and 13 the next uh, yeah. yeah. 15 games. Yeah, it, it's funny because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm originally from Queens, like you. Where, where uh, are you from? Uh, Bayside. Oh, Bayside, yeah, it was Jackson Heights. Okay, yeah, not too, not too far. Um, yeah, my my in laws, my whole like that side of the family are all Met fans, and my family is <laughs> Yankee fans, so it's like a you know, it's a mixed marriage, you know. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. And uh, could you? Is there any way to wake up Robbie Cano? Do you know how to do that? Um, probably give him what oh. got him suspended, maybe. <laughs> oh, Jesus God! I know that was a interesting trade, but you know. I'm I'm just basically waiting for another Yankee to get injured again. Seems like every day another Yankee gets hurt. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to bother them either. No, no, not at all, not at all. But I mean, yeah, you, you got some, you know, good, good, some, good, some players on there. Uh, McNeil, uh, Alonzo is just really good. See, yeah, there's yeah. some, there's some good players in the Mets. Yeah, I yeah. just wonder what would happen. What happens if when? Um, uh, you know, Cespedes comes back. I don't know if he can actually still hit again. I don't know. Yeah, it, it seems like he he won't come back unless he's like 150. percent That guy, <laughs> you know, it's like he he won't give anything. <laughs> it's a shame. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Because he, he was so good for you guys when uh, they traded for him and carried him to the World Series. Yeah, 2015. He, yeah, yeah. It seems I like know. a long time ago, yeah. huh? <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, I grew up in Queens too, you know, and and I was a, um, I was originally a Giants fan before right. they moved to San Francisco. So I figured, you know, stay with the National League. And I never, I just never liked the Yankees. The, the thing that really turned me against the Yankees was the Steinbrenner era. Era, you're right. Which, yeah. in retrospect, you know, because I thought, oh, the, well, they're buying, you know, they're buying championships. They're 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 getting acquiring players. But now everybody does it, so I can't really be that pissed off. But I don't know. Yeah, the funny thing because I'm, I'm like 44 right now, so I grew up, you know, oh. in the Steinbrenner in the Steinbrenner era. So yeah. um, when he got suspended, is when the Yankees got good again. Ah, yeah. You know, and and you know, got their whole farm system, you know, the Jeters, the Bernie Williams, and all, all those guys. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I like I I like individual Yankees. I mean, I love Jeter. Right, of course, yeah. You can't not love Bernie Williams. Right. Uh, Tito. Yeah. Love Tito. Love Tito. Yeah. And, but it's... Uh, and I love Joe uh, Girardi. Uh, but it's just, as a team, it's something in my head. I don't know. I just couldn't root for the Yankees. 
<laughs> no, no, of course. I mean, you know, if you grew up like you know, National League fan. You're not going to immediately change, yeah, to, to the Yankees. But uh, yeah, because yeah. all my all my other teams stink. So luckily, I have the Yankees. <laughs> Did you go to Bayside High? Uh, Cardozo. Oh, Benjamin Cardozo. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. My mother went to Van Buren. Wow, where's Van Buren? It's uh, Hillside Avenue. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, she, she also went to Queens College, as well, like you. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, where are you living now? I'm in Jersey. Got a house in Jersey. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. but I'm I'm on tour through <laughs> through August 18th. Um, the last six weeks of of the show is in uh, Toronto. Oh, okay. Toronto's great. It's totally great, and my wife's yeah. Canadian, so. Okay. Uh, There'll be, a, as they say, mishpucha there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing I miss about traveling for work, which is, like, going to all these cities that I wouldn't normally go to and just checking out, you know, the sites and the ballparks and the food. And yeah. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I saw the shows coming to Hartford in June, right? Yeah. 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 That's, that's great. That's great. So, How did you... Uh, after... So we're in Detroit, and then uh, I think we go to Worcester, Mass., Okay. And then Dayton. But then after Dayton, I think we – well, wait. No, we go to Worcester and we do a whole East uh, East Coast New England thing. And then, for some reason, the last stop before uh, Toronto is Dayton. Yeah, and then we go to, and then we go to uh, Toronto. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Do you like, do you like these uh, touring productions? Well, I, I toured with Wicked for uh, 13 right. months. Um, and it's, you know, it's, let's be honest with you. Well, there's two things. I was going to say, to be honest with you, it's all about, uh, you know, the income. It's, it's real good. Sure. It pays very well and they pay your per diem, your hotel, if you want, whatever. Um, uh, and there's two great shows. I mean, Wicked is a great show. Right. And Waitress is a great show, but it's a grind, you know, being away from, from home. Uh, my wife comes like every three weeks to visit. Okay. Right. Um, so, it's, you know, the day off, which is Monday, is like we're either, on, we're either in the air or on a bus, you know. Right. So yeah. Not much of a day off. <laughs> yeah, but I can't, you know, I, I really can't complain because it's, it's a nice chunk of change and, and uh, you know, you're working, doing what you love. So there you go. Well, that's great. Yeah. Are you still uh, you still teaching your classes as well? Well, I will be, you know, when I come back, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. How long how long you been doing that for? Oh my god. Uh I started in in LA I think in 1998. Okay. And then we moved <clears throat> to Jersey in 25. And I started uh a few months later like we moved to Jersey in September 20. I think I started teaching in January 26. So when I'm not working, I'm teaching. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. It's got to be fun to do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps me sharp and I enjoy helping, you know, students out and going into the city for my little suburban paradise. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's that commute for you? Uh, it's pretty great if there's no traffic, 25 minutes by car if I want to drive in, but 35 minutes by the Jersey Transit. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not too bad. I, I, no. I used to, yeah, I used to travel to the caucus, 
that's where the network's located from from Connecticut every day. And that was yeah, I drove that was that was horror. But I, I tried to make sure I fill up my gas in Jersey every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Connecticut is expensive. Yeah, totally. Totally. I work I work Connecticut. I love Connecticut. First of all, I went to to boys camp there. Okay. In Litchfield or Bantam oh, okay, Lake. Yeah. Bantam Lake, whatever. But I did um Good Speed, I did uh Westport Playhouse. Right. And, and two times most recently at um Yukon in in the stores. The stores, you, right. University of Connecticut has a summer theater program, professional theater program, which uh, I did spam a lot and boys from um, Sunshine Boys. Okay. Okay. With yeah, uh, Jerry Adler. You know Jerry Adler? He, he's he's the senior partner on The Good Wife, and he was Tony Soprano's lawyer. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's an, old, he's an old-timer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm like near Bridgeport in uh, Trumbull, Connecticut. I know Trumbull. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of towns in Connecticut because, you know, a lot of commutes there. have a right. buddy who lives in uh, Weston, not Westport. Oh, Weston, oh, Weston. yeah, I know Weston. Off yeah. of uh, the... Um, the Merit. The Merit. That's going to yeah. be number five. It's number five, right? Five, Fifteen. Five, five, Fifteen. Yeah. Oh, Fifteen. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, the, yeah. The, Merit, the Merit can be uh, great. Or it can be a freaking nightmare. Oh yeah, there, there's no in between with it. It's like right. two lanes, and yeah. And the but, same yeah. with 95. I mean, you know, 95 is like. Yeah. You, you zip up. You zip up to Westport, or you're you're like, you're in right. you're in hell. Yeah, you're in park for 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So how did you uh, like first get involved in acting? Well, uh, I did a little bit of acting in. In junior high, I had a, an, an English teacher, and I guess he ran the drama program uh, in Jackson Heights, junior high school, 145, <laughs> which, by the way, is where Lucy Liu went to school later. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I did a couple of things there, and I really liked it. But then when I got to high school, which was in Long Island City, um, Bryant High School, they didn't have a, a drama department. So I concentrated on um, – being on the school paper, I was a sports editor of the school paper, and uh, that entailed going to the old Madison Square Garden, seeing our team play, <laughs> things like that. It was kind of right. cool. Uh, but then in college, Queens College, uh, I took one look at the theater. They had this gorgeous 700-seat theater. I went, I want to do this. So I became a speech major and uh, had a mentor there who uh, went on to teach at Yale, uh, he taught Meryl Streep. He taught Henry Winkler or whatever. He was great. He was my mentor. And he actually opened up a summer theater <clears throat> up in um, uh, New Hampshire, Whitefield, New Hampshire, which is okay. still going 50-some-odd years later. Uh, and so, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. I never I never had another job except acting. I was fortunate enough to do a lot of commercials when I, when I got out of uh, – the army in 1971 to uh to live in manhattan i did i did uh five years of commercials before i moved to los angeles so when you um yeah right when you moved out to los angeles did you have any work like immediately available or was that no i'm going to move out there no actually i moved there temporarily it's what it's what is known as 
living, moving out on spec, you know, speculation. Right. But I just started working immediately. And then, of course, a year later, I, I, uh, I got um, to his company gig, which lasted eight years. So uh, all in all, I spent 29 years in, uh, in L.A. before I moved back to the East Coast. Right. And like even before you got the show, I mean, you worked with some like amazing comedic legends, B. Arthur, oh. Mary Tyler Moore. What, what were those yeah. experiences like? Spectacular. I mean, I was I was in total. My first sitcom was was the Mary Tyler Moore show. So, you know, you sit down at the table, read with Mary and uh, Betty White, Ed Asner, Gavin McLeod. Right. It was uh, it was insane. It was just. I thought I had died and gone to heaven. It was great. And then Maud for three episodes, which is like going to comedy school. Right. You just sit in the rehearsal room and then, you know, just watch this woman work out. She's, she was insane. She was great. Yeah. Um, was there anything you kind of took away from her? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I would say a sense of timing, but, um, you know, as an actor – you take away positive things or what you hope is positive things from everybody work with. I mean, working with Ritter, uh, John Ritter, I, you know, I've just, there's a lot of stuff that I do now that I just, I just, you know, took from John. Right. Uh, and it's not stealing. It's just observing. You know? yeah. <laughs> right. Of course. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, with, with B, she just has this insane sense of timing that, uh, I sort of uh, resonated with it. Yeah, and I remember, um, like, you, you said you, you take things from John. There was one episode where you basically pretended to be John. You think you were trying to date was it Rita Wilson, and just the, the, you kind of nailed his character. Did he kind of like <laughs> give you like any yeah. like remarks about it after that? No, but he. I remember that <laughs> they they uh, they wardrobe me in his uh, Argyle. Sweater and, right. and sports jacket, and I, I remember John was like behind the cameras, and I was like doing John shtick, and he he was he was cracking up. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. But like yeah, when we first like get introduced to Larry, he's in that that plaid suit, and your hair is all combed combed over. You, you know, honest Larry, you know, giving the, the kids the the dog. I mean, the, right. the, the puppy, right? Did you like think like that guest star would appearance basically last eight years? <laughs> Do I think what? The guest star what? Did you think that, like, guest starring, like, you know, role on the show would last eight years? Oh, no, absolutely not. The, the thing that happened was I did that, that one one uh, guest spot, and I remember Norman Phelps said, came over to me at some point during rehearsal or while we were taping, he says, you know, they're going to have you back. I went, <laughs> really? He says, oh, yeah, 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 uh, they love you. I went, okay, and then they had me back. <laughs> and then they had me back again, and then I said to my agent, uh, is there any way we could get some kind of a deal? And he said, yeah, I'll check it out. And then he got a deal for the next five years, which then turned into two more years after that. Right. And, like, you know, besides, you know, John, you were the only one to be on all three shows, the Ropers, and then eventually Three's a Crowd. So you were kind of like the constant I know it's just weird. I mean, somebody pointed that out to me, and I didn't realize that that was my trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah. 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 I, 
I'm sure, like most everyone's favorite episode, you know, involving you is the Impossible Dream, which is like legendary. You're performing at Jack's Beef Show. Uh, I know you yeah. had a musical background. So was that kind of brought to you, or did you kind of bring that to the producers and writers? Uh, the producers, uh, somehow, I don't know how, whatever. Maybe I knocked on the door and said, hey, guys, do you know I sing? But no, <laughs> I don't know. They somehow knew that I that I had, I guess I had a musical theater background or whatever. So I don't know if Impossible Dream, I think Impossible Dream was after the one where, uh, you know, John and I. Oh, serenaded the girl. Serenaded some whatever. Right, that right. thing in the bushes, you know, you are so yeah. beautiful to me, whatever Billy Preston song. Yeah. Uh, and then that led, I think, and then and that led to uh, Impossible Dream. Right. Because, I mean, when you're serenading, you're like truly singing, where the other one is more of kind of like a spoof on it. <laughs> yes. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. Total spoof. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, which was great. Now, when. Yeah. Um, when like when Audra and Norman kind of got their own show, and then you know Don Knotts came in, yeah, you know Don Knotts from obviously you know Barney Fife and stuff like that. Were you kind of surprised they they casted Don Knotts in that role? Um, no, I was elated like everybody else was. I, I you know, was aware of the fact that Don had won five Emmys and was right. uh, an icon himself, <clears throat> and I said this can only help the show. And and it turned out it did because you know people love Mr. Furley you know they love Don, right? And and the two of you had like you know the great rapport. I'm sure you had a great rapport off the camera as well. We did, we did. Yeah. Don Don and I, you know as as the secondary leads we you know there was that kind of unspoken bond. And uh, but on top of that, you know Don was just a sweet uh, guy. He was he was a great guy, very funny. Uh, without really trying to be, he was just—he was just a good guy, right? Um, now, when like Suzanne left, I, I don't—I'm not going to go into everything like that. But, w- but when she left, were you were you guys kind of like like nervous that the show wouldn't be as as good as it was? Well, well yeah, I mean, you you would always you would always have that feeling that that uh, part of the formula was missing, part of the puzzle was missing. So yeah, there was apprehension about that. It was it was really a very awkward time, right, for everybody. I mean, uh, <clears throat> if you remember, they I don't know, the last five shows or how many, whatever they put her in a a separate set, right, you know, a lot with doing yeah. phone calls, which was yeah, the tag scene. In yeah. retrospect, you know, completely unnecessary and and kind of mean on the part of the producers to that I think, but I. I guess playing devil's advocate to say, well, we have to fulfill her contract. You know, she has to show up with her. But that that was just, I, I thought that was, you know, kind of cruel myself. And, yeah, there was apprehension. You know, is, is, it, is the show going to continue uh, being successful? And it did. And mainly because um, uh, John Ritter, right. comic genius in charge, you know, uh, you basically could throw in any blonde there, and it would work, and and it did. You know, first they did Cindy, you yeah. know, the Harrison, and then uh, and then Terry, and you know, each in their own right, they contributed uh, something special to the show. So yeah, it lasted. The only reason we stopped filming or taping was uh, after the eighth season, where it was because John 
you know, wisely said, I don't want us, you know, to go out number 35 in the ratings after, you know, people are tired of the show. So right. they, they ended it. And then, then they did the spinoff, yeah, which yeah. unfortunately didn't last, yeah. No, yeah. It was kind of tough because, like, they immediately did it and it just, like, maybe if they – I don't know if they were fearful that, you know, the whole wave of the show would kind of, you know, be missing if they waited a year. It was just, like, I don't know. Yeah. It, was so, it was so different than Three's Company. Yeah. 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 But I, I always felt like Cindy kind of brought out the best, like, you know, physical comedy out of out of John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was the intention. And yeah. she was like a clumsy, uh, clumsy ditz, whatever. And uh, so that, that afforded John the opportunity to do even more shtick. <laughs> right, yeah. Which, I mean, I, I, I thought his best episode was the one where they go to the islands and he's, and he's all hopped up on the uh, sleeping pill, like whatever he's on, and just goes, goes crazy. The stuff that is just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, that was like a legendary episode. He, Probably one yeah. because of that episode. <laughs> oh, pretty much, yeah. No, that was that was John at his supreme comic best, yeah. Right. Oh, now, yeah. yeah. Now, another memorable scene that you had is when you were trying to seduce the old lady. That, <laughs> right. They all thought that John was dating, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with the, with the Ben Gay line. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Martha, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was fun. That was fun to do. My my, uh, you mentioned one of my favorite episodes was uh, Impossible Dream. My other favorite episode was uh, A Camping We Will Go. Oh, that one's great too. Yeah, pretty much when they take it out of the the apartment. The apartment, right? Where I'm not ringing the doorbell or knocking on the door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but the camping one, uh, and then there's an, that's another instance of of John being freaking brilliant when he tries to. To sleep on the, on the hammock. On the hammock, yeah. That's just, oh my god, yeah. It's I, I I still crack up like I've never seen it before. It's every time. It just he's he so, had a way about him. Yeah, it's so funny. funny. Yeah, yeah. Now um, this day, day and age now everything gets rebooted. Are you kind of or remade? You kind of surprised that no one's tried to do that show again? No, not really. No. I mean that that show was. I think that. I don't know. It was. It was. If you look, in in, in terms of today, it was so innocent, really. I mean, right. You know, based on some of the other sitcoms that have, have come along and you know pushed the standards of standards and practices as far as what you can say and what you can do on television. Right. You know? uh, you know, back in the day, we could never say things like, oh, that sucks. You couldn't say that. No. <laughs> See what I mean? Uh, and, and, and some of the plot lines and, uh, that you see today, compared to Three's Company, it's like we were like a fairy tale. I mean, you know. Uh, so, no, I'm not, I'm not surprised. And actually, I really don't, I really don't think about it that much. Uh, what surprises me is the longevity of, of the reruns. I, you know, we did this 40-year reunion thing with Antenna TV. Right. <clears throat> and you go, I mean, how many shows are still on the air after 40 years? Hello? That's, yeah, no. That, that surprises me. Right. And it, it still amazes me. Yeah, and it, it's on some channel every day. 
you know, all, all the time. What, when, when did you, like, first realize the show was a massive hit? Oh, uh, well, it, it debuted, it debuted in April of 1977, and it was, it was an immediate, it was a, an immediate hit, and, you know, and they brought it back for, for a full season for 22 or 23 episodes. So, I mean, after like the fourth or fifth airing, you go, holy, this is a, this is a hit. Right. Yeah. How um how special was it when uh, Lucille Ball came kind of host the best of show? Oh, that that was the best. Yeah, that you know that that's. I mean, who doesn't love Lucille Ball? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was sort of in awe. Right. Did you talk very, to her? She was. She was very. Yeah, she was very complimentary, and she right. you know like. She actually called me in a few years later after the show uh, went off the air. She called me in or whatever. The, her, she produced the show, uh, which lasted maybe 15 minutes. Right. And I went in and I read for her or whatever. didn't get it, but I, it was very sweet of her to call me in on it or whatever. Yeah. What was, like, uh, your favorite outfit from the show? Because you had some memorable, like, sweaters and shirts. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> They had a... <laughs> They had this sort of Japanese kimono thing that I liked. We like right. they had tigers on it or something. That yeah. was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh did you take anything from the show? No. 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 Uh-huh. And I, I don't know where any of those outfits are. They're who knows where they they might be in a good wheel somewhere in uh you know China, but uh right. <laughs> they have goodwill in China, I don't know. Yeah. But my agent my agent uh called me a few months ago and said, I got this call from some guy. He wants to he wants to offer twenty thousand dollars for the parrot shirt. <laughs> I went, What? And my agent said, Yeah, I think he's a kook, but is there any way you could get the parrot shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I said, a, I don't have the parrot shirt. B, but for twenty thousand dollars I'll check. Right. So I called Tafner Productions. I said, do we have any? And I didn't want to tell them that I was being offered some money because, you know. Of course. Yeah, the syndicators will go, well, we need like 87% of that. <laughs> uh, so I said, anyway, I get a hold of any of the old wardrobe. And the uh, the long answer was no. <laughs> that's uh, that's not, not not no, you can't have it, but no, we don't know where any of that stuff is. So I went, okay, fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like too bad you can just make a replica of it and then just get the twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, <laughs> and unfortunately, our uh, beloved customer Lenny Marcus, he passed away years ago. So, right. You know, I mean, he, he might have, you know, he might have taken some of the stuff and stored it somewhere for posterity, but you know, right. I'm not going to try to wake the dead. No, no, definitely no. not. Yeah. No. Yeah, but but after um, after the show, you with a ton of guest starring appearances on a bunch of different shows. Uh, two of my favorites were The Americans, which I think is was probably one of the best shows of the last ten years. You did a great yep. spot on, yeah. And yeah. then YPD Blue, you got a memorable yeah. role in there, yeah. Yeah. What was and, um, uh, I had fun playing a judge on Blue Bloods for a couple. That's of That's right. Yeah. 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 I saw that uh, the mayor's daughter or something like that it was. Drug charge right. or something like that, yeah. Right, right, right. right. Something like that, yeah. But um, 
But, uh, Richard, thank you so much for a few minutes today. I know um, you're busy. And uh, everyone, go see a waitress in a city near you. Yeah, check out the tour. And a special thanks to Richard for joining me today. Go check out Waitress the Musical in a city near you. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the first Noel 19 Be sure to like the page will be my youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. The show's on SoundCloud, it's on Podbean, and it's also on Spotify. On Spotify, just search Reliving My Youth. Go to tpublic.com for all your Reliving My Youth merchandise, hats, t-shirts, hoodies, onesies, whatever. And next week, we're celebrating our second anniversary, can't believe it's two years already, with a very, very big star from the 80s and 90s. You know him, you love him. You'll hear from him next week.